Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water. Bring it on! Welcome to episode number 50 of That Sounds Fake. I'm Tyler. I'm Brian. And I'm Robin. Woo hoo! Celebrate our times. Let's go. Our times, hard our times. Hard which, times. Which one do you say? Said celebrate our times. Let's Start, go. Celebrate our times. Let's go. <laughs> that doesn't make any <laughs> That's sense. How it goes. <laughs> no, it's not. Hard times. Is that, the, is that the neutral? Hour, not hard. Is that the? Well, I don't want to say I'm having a good time, but I'm not exactly having a bad time. Let's celebrate the concept of time. It I continues mean, to move forward. It does belong to everyone. So it is our, but it also belongs to no one. Time slips through your hands. It's not property. I can't think about that right now. (laughs) I'll slip into a dark. It just keeps on rolling, doesn't it? Baby. Yeah. Are you burying the lead? Are we talking about ourselves? Uh, what's up first? I guess we could. Well, it's our fiftieth episode. Fifty, fifty, fifty. That's wild. We made it this far. Thanks to everyone who has been along for this crazy wild ride so far. Our friends and most loyal listeners, Evie, Brian, Russo. Brianna. Brianna, of course. Mostly just our close circle of friends. (laughs) But also, you know, the the people who we're we're less familiar with, we appreciate you. We don't want to make ourselves look too goofy here and bad. (laughs) More than just our friends seem to listen from what we can tell. Well, cut that out. But all of We're our... We're skyrocketing up the charts. No, I was just shouting out our beloved friends who are mm-hmm. loyal listeners and our other loyal listeners who we don't know. I think that's even cooler. From the jump. Yeah. Because Get that you means you just friends. love us. And yeah. of course, Downing. And of course, Downing. <laughs> Biggest shout out to <laughs> the Downing. Greatest. We couldn't have done this without you. <laughs> we, yes, our champion, Downing. So how you doing, Tyler? I'm okay. I'm cold, as you can probably tell. <laughs> yeah, here. why do you He's have your jacket up. on? It's actually warm. It's not warm. It, it was. <laughs> it's been so cold. Last night, I thought I was not gonna make it back. Like I thought it was gonna be like a cartoon thing where by my my fourth step, I was gonna be frozen and not be able to move anymore. <laughs> when you dropped me off here. Yeah. I ran inside. Well, it was mad windy, like ridiculously windy. Yeah. But also I checked and it was like 17 degrees at some point last night. Yeah, it was cold. And it just kind of fucked me up because, A, we're, <laughs> we're in March here now. So we're yeah. supposed to be like, okay, uh, let's go. Well, yeah. I was laying in bed and the screen door was shut, but I heard yeah. it going, blah, 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 it do that. rattling, <laughs> scaring me. That's when you know it's it's bad. Yeah. I but, was awoken, sorry, no, go for at 3.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. by my neighbor's wind chimes. Which wow. Would, wow. They wouldn't stop chiming. That was probably going off oh, blast yeah. beats you need of the to get, wind chime. I thought a tornado was going to take my house down. Uh-oh. You need to get like a, I don't know, a gun or like a boomerang with a razor attached to it so you can <laughs> cut, cut that off. down when it gets too crazy. Yeah. One of the my work parents texted me and said, my kid is a pain in the ass. It's too cold outside. Why is he acting this way? I thought you were going to say my kid flew away because of the My kid is so gone. You're, you're not going to be away. in the school today. <laughs> Wait, what? They, they texted you? Yes. To say that their my kid's a pain in the ass? My personal cell phone number. Why were they just talking shit to their kid, on their kid about? <laughs> I don't you. know. Too close to me? He said, how long was redacted? his nap <laughs> and i said 12:45 to 3 and he said so he's just being a pain in the ass for no reason question mark <laughs> and he said probably cuz he didn't get to 
go outside. Too damn cold. Sad. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> right? Very Why resentful would you send that child. to your kid's teacher? How's my shitty little fucking How's kid doing? How's my fucking asshole kid? <laughs> He's still being a little prick as usual. <laughs> this kid is really cute, though. Worth it, huh? But don't text your child's teacher that, especially yeah, off hours. <laughs> so <laughs> weird. Dumb fuck. Maybe he's flirting with you. Maybe. Ooh. He's got Maybe a good a job. So you guys, how Schultz. you doing on this 50th episode, this day of celebration? How are you? You go first. I'm pretty okay. Pretty okay. You always say that. What does that mean? You just bonked your head pretty good. How's that? Yeah, I'm, everyone. I'm so recovered. we were walking up the steps and Schultz jumped up to the ceiling. Well, he's all uh, bleeding. I like to sprint upstairs. Yeah, and then we look down and he's laying motionless on the stairs and moaning. Deceased, well, he says he likes to run upstairs because it's such a horrible experience yeah. to go upstairs and he needs to get it over with as fast he's as possible. He's got to save I don't as get much, much exercise, so it's a nice little spurt of From exercise. From what I understand, that it's more about the distance than it is the amount of energy <laughs> you exert. So you're really, it's like, it makes no difference. Yeah. So well, he bonked price. his noggin. He bonked his head pretty good. Yep. Sad. Um, right on that ceiling. Yeah. So I don't know. You, none of you guys viewed my Instagram story, From meaning today? you and you. I don't do that sort of I thing. I fucking ate the sticker off my apple. Uh-oh. I looked down and <laughs> it saw a I saw, chewed up sticker. Oh. So like half a sticker? Like there, it was not even. There was one eighth of a sticker so left. Most, you you might as well finish it. a string <laughs> of <Yeah>. sticker. <laughs> Where I chewed it. There's fiber in that, right? Yeah, there's something <laughs> was, in there. That's what Anne said. She messaged me and was like, oh, it's fibrous. You're okay. Yeah, you're good. They wouldn't put what it about there the if you glue? can't eat it. It'll lube you up good. Glue's fine. It's probably made out of horse, so you get a little protein in there. <laughs> I burst out laughing, and the kids said, Robin, that's so funny. <laughs> Robin's an idiot. <laughs> you ate a sticker? Mrs. Robin's stupid. Yeah. You don't and admit the that to the kids. Eating. Yeah, you're setting a bad example. They're going to be eating all the stickers now. I just, I can't believe, how did I chew up a sticker? They're going to devour the gold stars in the class. And not even realize. I don't know. I think that sounds kind of on brand for you, frankly. You're you're a bit <laughs> unaware of your surroundings. Sometimes. It's not. I don't know. We almost broke up because every time she would she take she managed this weekend. <laughs> Wait, every time, are you talking about the sausage? No, that was part. That was later on. <laughs> every single thing Robin ate this weekend managed to burst into more pieces that than the thing was even made out of. What? Like she would take a bite of a cupcake and it would like explode <laughs> oh. in all directions, <laughs> crumbs and frosting, and literally it was like one thing after the other. She would bite the the cupcake and it would debris would go everywhere. Then all over her hands was frosting, and she'd be smearing it all over the car. What? At one point, she goes to like lower the volume on something. <laughs> There's chocolate in all of the cracks oh of the God. stuff that you can't even clean out. But I was in a bad mood, so it really rubbed me the wrong way, and I told yeah. Tyler he she was snapped. the most negative on oh, All I said was, and like, could you please be more careful? You're getting food I'm and chocolate. How the sausage is made like, I'm here. watching her roll down the window, and there's a smear of chocolate left. Everything she touches um, turns to shit. That is literally got, what a child I got <laughs> so angry that I said, take me to CVS. I need a drink. She needs a drink. Um, so I got out of the car, and I got back in the car. Then she put her foot directly onto two Beyond sausages. There was a Beyond sausage sack, and he accused me of stepping on Your it. Your foot was in the bag. That the sausages were on, that were well, that they were in. Um, and then we were fighting, and then we burst into laughter at their great 
Because you were pulling this thing where it's like, what do you? Th- I'm so stupid that I would step on sausages, <laughs> as if this is like a cl- like a classic test I of your intelligence. Lose my mind and say, you think <laughs> I am an imbecile who you would pa- step you pass the on sausage a sausage? Test? Yeah. No, no, it's not about that. You're just you can be a bit reckless, and you don't sometimes maintain a visual of your surroundings. You just fucking and you leave gun it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> my coworker did that. Also, I spilled barbecue sauce all over my overalls. Like, I don't. When was that? that? Like two weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, that was bad. I think those are ruined permanently. They're stained with barbecue sauce. Mm. So there's that. Someone I was training sliced their finger. Classic little cardboard Uh finger cut uh, on his cuticle, I guess. And uh, you know, fixes it up. I didn't see see it. Didn't think much of it. Blood everywhere. But we well, we put we started to put things away, and I noticed just a smear (laughs) of blood. On like a brand new like cardboard packaging, rocks. and I'm like, Ew. "Oh, is that yours?" He's was like, "Was this like after like, he thought he f- was all good? And yeah, he was just bleeding all over everything. It was like a, just a pretty clear smear of nice. blood on like brand new nice cardboard. Sucks. I love nice I cardboard. Like, Ooh, I guess we should, we should probably change that out. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. So you had to be the medic for this kid as well. I mean, he he patched himself up, but. <laughs> I guess he left a little of himself behind. Hey, that's a trooper. He's bleeding hard, but he's still working, you know? Yeah. We're, we're a boutique company. You, you put a little of yourself into yeah. the product. We used to, sometimes Literally. from Asia, we'd get little little uh, doodads and odds and ends. We yeah. got, I think there was a bunch of hair in, in one of the packages <laughs> one time. Yo. Um, so that means like one of the machines had scalped one of the children that were working yeah. there. And one time, like strange a strange bug. Yeah, it was a strange bug that showed up that wasn't native to this country and probably. <laughs> what created. did it look like? Was it alive? No, it was, like a, like a it no, no, it was like a dead beetle type stowaway, thing. an illegal immigrant, I guess. <laughs> so of course we handed it over to ICE. That's an undocumented. Excuse bug. me, an undocumented immigrant. So of course we did the right thing and handed it over to ICE. Nice of you. Yeah, that's the American way. So how about I hop into an email we received? From one oh. of our loyal listeners. I didn't know we got oh. an email. Schultz's girlfriend, Brianna. Oh. <laughs> She's back. <laughs> our, most, <laughs> our most common uh, emailer, but we always appreciate it. I thought at first when I received this, I was like, okay, someone hacked Brianna's shit and I'm getting <laughs> a virus sent to me. So I was hesitant to click on it at first. And especially this email does it no justice. It's from, it says, Brianna has sent you a birthday e-card. And I was like, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, what I the assume hell? maybe there's a bit here, but also there's a 50-50 chance that this is just a virus. A virus. Or- and the email doesn't help at all. It's from 123greetings.com, which is, you know, a sketchy sounding thing. And it's just filled with a bunch of different links. It's like, you can check it out here, or you can go here to this other link, and then there's a bunch of numbers, search box, download our free mobile app and beautiful e-cards on the go. And it's just Did you know line about after this? line. Oh. With different different links of like with varying variations. I think it is a virus. But I clicked on it, the first one that says you can view it, and it takes a second to load here because you know it's an animated e card, mm-hmm. and it says that sounds fake. Oh, I'm getting the pop up here. That sounds fake. Congrats on being over the hill. Fifty is the <laughs> new fabulous. Happy birthday! Wow. And it's this very <laughs> strange looking. Illustration. What the hell is that? <laughs> I don't really know. It almost looks like it was like a rejected thing from the cartoon Arthur. <laughs> like it almost looked like it was like a prototype for the design of the Aardvark, and someone said, "No, that's gonna scare the shit out of kids. Change it." But it's wow, very nice. Wow, very sweet, Brianna. So thank, thank you. you. Yes. We are celebrating our fiftieth here, and we are certainly over the hill. Yes, we're established. So I got a meme of the day that's unrelated to our content here. Okay. And I can I can just pop through that real quick. So this is 
this is kind of a series of things. I stumbled on this this young woman's Facebook profile. She posted something for sale or for free in one of my little goofy Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. And her name is Lianara. 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 It's a, it's an interesting combination of letters mm. that I I'm not familiar with. Lenara, I think it is. Menara. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna pop through a few of this this woman's posts. She is seemingly an adult woman. I would say maybe in her 20s, possibly even early 30s, and she seems to she's all in on MLMs. So she loves the beach body shit. She fucks around with with another oh, one of these. Yeah. Marketing. So she loves the pyramid mm. schemes, which you know that's unfortunate. Some people get duped by that shit, but some people are willing participants. But that's a type of person for sure. And right. it's, the biggest overarching theme here is she's always got some scheme. Every few days, <laughs> she's got a new scheme. She's trying wow. to sell something, and it's it's this very childlike approach where, like, I'm going to make something and sell it. Who would be interested? <laughs> so the first one here is what looks like like a business card or a stack of business cards that she had made. It looks like she got them back fresh from the printer and immediately had to scratch out the number and write a new number on top of it. And there's <laughs> a bunch of lo- looks like pieces of plaster and seeds in the picture as well on this <laughs> kitchen table. Ew. And it's, it's Mad Batters Baking Co. Mad Batters Baking Co. And then on, on a line break... At gmail.com. So couldn't could, <laughs> could figure out how to, you know, make keep, that Keep it work. to the one line. And unfortunately had to change her number immediately upon receiving these. And you know, I, it's out. always like sketchy people who have to change their number. Well, that's, 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 I've that's had kind of the what I was same thinking. number it's like, for like same. 10 years, it's like 15 I, years even. I know yeah. it's maybe not your fault. There's some sketchy people in your life. Like I'm not victim blaming, but... You're definitely living some type of life, and you have an aura about you that's causing you to have to change your number. It's unfortunate, yeah. but it's like it's a type of person for sure. So, second post here: random FYI for my friends that have a Walgreens near them. Twenty-four pack of Cottonelle toilet paper, only four ninety-nine this week. I highly suggest running to your nearest Walgreens <laughs> if you need TP. Wow! So, hot so tip. hot tip for for all the hot TP heads TP. out there. That's Great weird. <laughs> Announces this on their <laughs> Facebook know. page and directs people to go to Walgreens. That's weird. You get that toilet paper. Strange. That's wild. She's stoked about it though. And then the next post from the same day. Update: I do not have COVID, so that's great to know. Yeah. And then here's one of the first posts for another one of her schemes where she's trying to sell things. It says, "If I made these, who would buy them? Fifteen dollars a piece." And here's what she made. What the fuck? What are we looking at here? Um, a monkey? A, a, a pink, pink monkey pink. holding other monkeys? We're looking at... Or are those a, candies? Yeah, it's candies. We're looking at a pink monkey, a pink fuzzy monkey stuffed animal that's placed into a bowl, and then there's just <laughs> generic, like, fun size Halloween candy, like, taped to it. <laughs> and apparently this is, this is an item worth $15 a pop that she's trying to sell. The pink <laughs> candy monkey. And this becomes a theme as we go through her shit here. So the next one, it's it's slightly different, but it says, Ugh, I hate throwing up. <laughs> throwing up? Throwing up. So huh. that's unfortunate. She's typing it out as the... Why yeah, is she putting... Is, is this her page or this is, this is her... her Facebook page. Oh, I thought she was writing this all in the group. No, no. no this is, this I wish. Is this, is all a, this is her Facebook profile. Yeah. Oh. Another post where she's another n- new scheme for her. I'm taking orders for custom dominoes. Please let me know if you want any. $40 a set. <laughs> 
for these transparent wow. dominoes where you can't see the dots on them at all. They're just fully transparent. <laughs> toothbrush bundle, 37 manual toothbrushes, and five battery operated, all for only 40 bucks. What the fuck? Who Why? needs over 40 toothbrushes? <laughs> Why does she have that? In like a random assort, a like, grab bag. Maybe, of... maybe you're starting like a cult. Here's... Maybe she'd be stealing. It could be that. Here's what I think. She's though. deaf stealing. And I, there's a part of me like you're you're almost there because this is kind of what I do to make money. Yeah. But I think what she does, especially based on her Walgreens toilet paper post, I think she goes to Walgreens and places like that, sees things that are marked clearance or like fifty percent off or buy one get one, and thinks they're like insane deals that she can capitalize <laughs> on. And then so she's these a reseller. Tooth- yeah. So these toothbrushes were probably like thirty percent off at Walgreens, and she bought forty of them, and now she's trying to sell. <laughs> them for like not even that good of a deal in bulk yeah so i don't know <laughs> but that that's all the the highlight post i have the the big things i noticed is she's all about these mar- multi-level marketing things and a new trend with those apparently i was seeing is people will post about this scam giveaway of straight up cash and it'll be anywhere <laughs> from like 250 to 800 dollars so they'll say like who's interested comment your name and your whatever below your favorite like toast spread and <laughs> you could be entered to win this money and clearly you're never going to win this money because yeah. like someone who's like operating at this level of an mlm does not have 800 dollars to give away yeah. for no reason <laughs> so it's clearly like there's some fucking thing where you have to sign up and become like, oh, if you pay $1,000 to get the entry-level the kit, fuck? then you will get $800 in <laughs> rewards or some shit like that, you know? But um, wow. a bunch of that shit. And the other big thing I've noticed with, and, you know, take this word with a grain of salt coming from me, that I've noticed with trashy people like this, especially trashy women, there's this new trend. I noticed it with my cousin's weird fiance girlfriend. Mm. And mm-hmm. also there's this other person who I who I follow on Instagram who's from like my childhood. They think they've they're entrepreneurs and artists now because they've they've all bought this strange printer that allows you to like die cut things and stick them onto stuff. <laughs> like it's this printer that allows you to make designs. And, like, print stuff out, and then you can stick it onto a water bottle. And all of these girls <laughs> think they've struck gold. They bought this, like, however many... Is that, like, the girl who was selling, like, yes. a used Walmart yes, onesie? Yes, yes. I showed you this. <laughs> it's, like, yeah, it'll be... She'll, she posts on... She'll print out, like, my awesome child has autism, and then puts it on this used, shit-filled onesie from a child that has... <laughs> like, like, it's all pilled and nasty. Yeah, it'll be, like... Who's interested? Oh. I can make custom versions of this. And then the only picture is a sideways picture that she couldn't figure out how to flip. <laughs> and she's trying to sell this for money. And, like, it's weird, though. Like, I thought, like, okay, this is, like, a one-off thing. But it's crazy that this is, like, straight up a trend with that type of, like, like aging, trashy, suburban person. Yeah. Like, they, this is the new shit for them is to buy this weird, like, printer that seems to only <laughs> print in super trashy... Uh, cursive font for some reason <laughs> and you can put and it seems like your only designs you can use are like baby yoda and doctor who and you can print in cursive and that's it <laughs> and you can put it on used cups used baby onesies and nasty old hanes t-shirts and basically just customize your own yeah trash. It, it's the it's literally the shit that has existed since like inkjet printers have existed yeah. where you can iron on your own design when that was more of a thing and like yeah what late nineties or I, yeah, early? 2000s? I was doing that in the early two thousands. I would make my own posters and T shirts. <laughs> yeah. So this that. is literally just that, except thirty year old moms of like six have discovered <laughs> it and now are trying to make a business out of it. 
So good luck to all of them, I guess. Everything comes in waves. Yeah, I may, I maybe we'll revisit around. that at some point. I think maybe we should. Does someone else want to intro the big 50th episode intro, content you say. here? Um, yes. So we went for, if you can recall, for our 25th, we did a review of a movie, Anchorman. Mm-hmm. Great film, holds up. Yeah, go back and listen to that yeah. if you haven't heard it with Brian. <laughs> Um, so this one, we decided to go for a album from 2000 mm-hmm. by the artist Limp Biscuit. You may or may not have heard of them. And that album is Chocolate, Starfish, and the Hot Dog Flavored Water. An absolute classic. I feel like we picked it because we recently discussed corn and new metal. Yeah. And I think 2000, I was 10. New metal when the was... album came out, I was still nine. Mm-hmm. But you were 10. I was 10, yeah. You were also was like 15. Third, 14. 14. 14 or 15. So, you were, so 15. we yeah. were at our peak impressionable years, I would say. I, I think l- loves Limp Bizkit y- at this time. You oh and, my God, I loved this album. Robin, I feel like you and I, this was actually, this was the dawn of our like, oh, we can pick our own music and listen right. to our own things. And for you, Schultz, it was like in the throes of like, I'm I'm trying to experiment I'm and music. like figuring stuff out. Yeah, And it so, was highly anticipated. It, <laughs> what I'm learning, let me, how about I bang out just a few cop uh, facts, facts just to yeah. you know, sure. set the scene here. So this was released in October of 2000. Only so it, a year and like two, three months after Insignificant Other. Which is, which is unique for back then. I feel like you'd go like five years between <laughs> records. It was a quick right. turnaround. Yeah, so- for those who don't know, Limp Bizkit was fucking huge. They, they were, were massive. They were the he was banging Christina Aguilera. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't he fucking around with like Britney Spears and shit he too? He was or banging something? them all. He was a straight up celebrity. Fred Durst was a celebrity. Yes. But this came a out in October name. of 2000, just just over 10 years ago. The commercial performance, we'll run down this. Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water debuted at number one on the mm-hmm. Billboard 200, selling. 1.1 million copies in its first week of being released, <laughs> with 400,000 of those copies being sold on the album's first day. Damn. The largest Damn. first week of sales debut for a rock album in the United States ever since the <laughs> Nielsen Sound Scan began tracking album sales in 1991. Yep. In its second week, the album sold another 400,000 copies and remained at number one on the Billboard. Mm. Two months after its after the release date, four times platinum, Seven months after, it went five times platinum, and <laughs> a year and two years later it was six times platinum. Damn! So just one of the best-selling new metal <laughs> albums of all time. Absolute banger, I guess. Yeah, flying wild, off the crazy. charts. I mean, off the shelves. It's just wild to think how far we've come since then, though, because <laughs> yeah. like. Like if if you have a guitar in your songs at all, like you're not even allowed to be on the radio. Like it's just <laughs> yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Like I don't know. I mean, we got I got a lot of thoughts. Let me let me bang out my my little blips from this. So keeping in line with the the charting, let me just run through what the top albums were that year to give you some perspective. Mm. Number one mm. was In Sync's No Strings Attached, which sold almost right. ten million Slapped. copies. What? Slapped. Slapped. <laughs> Eminem, the Marshall Mathers LP, which was another just absolute essential game changer of a record. Seven point nine million. Oof. Britney Spears Oops I Did It Again, seven point eight. Creed, Human Clay at number four with almost wow. seven million copies. Santana. I bought it. Did you? <laughs> human, <laughs> human clay? Yeah. I bought it at Costco or BJ's. I mean, it was, was popping back then. 
Santana. Santana at number five with almost six million copies sold. He did all those collapse singles that were like fucking enormous on He the did. Radio. I think this was probably around the what same time the of the Rob Thomas. Smooth with yeah, Rob Thomas, maybe? Yeah, probably smooth, yeah. Give me a heart maker. Remember that fucking song? Yeah. You can't forget it. The Beatles won oh, at five yeah. million. Oh, yeah. They just put out a greatest hits album yeah. on CD and people were like, I got to buy it. Yep. And it created a number six best-selling record <laughs> so of the stupid. year. Nelly, Country Grammar, Backstreet Boys, Black and Blue, mm. Dr. Dre. Uh, Product 2000. Dr. Dre 2001, yeah. At four million. Destiny's Child, Three Doors Down, Christina Aguilera. Then Limp Biscuit at number 13 with Chocolate Starfish. Wow. And uh, yeah, Dixie Chicks, Cisco. And those are the top 15. To be, what wow. 2000, different time. It is a very different time. I mean, things, it doesn't feel like that long ago, but, but like. it is. Musically, know? like, the landscape has entirely changed. There's no rock at all yeah. in the, the charts. There's still a lot of pop and hip hop, though. But, like, all of those things have changed, and I feel like it's all morphed into this kind of hip hoppy, like, glob Same of music. Thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, there's, like, more straight up hip hop, but then there's, like, the more RB singy type of hip hop, like Post yeah. Malone and, like, The Weeknd. But it's still kind of under the umbrella. Like, musically, it's almost identical. Yeah. And then even the pop music has these, like, the vibe of hip hop a lot right. of times. But it big. also has all kind of mushed in with EDM music kind as well. Of, yeah. I don't know. It's all kind of become one homogenous. Same. Yeah. It's this one yes. blob and they all have to have like the same vibe in order to be successful. <laughs> and like that's like neither here nor there. Like shit changes and, and it is what it is. And I feel like that's like pop music and I feel like maybe underground music has the market has widened for that stuff and it's like you can be an underground artist but still be like successful and stuff and not be like being on the radio isn't does isn't like a, a deal breaker right. you know right. these days it's all about that spotify we were wild back then it's wild that like in sync and santana who was like a 90 year old man even <laughs> yeah. at that time yeah could come up with an album that would like do insanely well would do like life changingly well for <laughs> yeah. anybody also the fact that you could sell 10 million copies of anything is yeah. wild because like i feel like now you sell 100,000 copies and like that's a giant success <laughs> yeah. these days it's crazy. And to think that something like Limp Biscuit could be an insanely Gigantic. successful record yeah. that was at number one for at least two weeks. Well, listening to it, I was like, this is so weird. It is weird. It's <laughs> really weird. Like, way weirder than I remember. And it's, I feel like it's even thing. within, like, the rock genre, like, I don't know. It's so weird and random, seemingly. It's, I, what, the biggest thing... For Limp Bizkit in general, but especially listening to this record, they were going for everything. Like they were trying to do everything that was yes. like encompassed with the the current like new metal, like butt rock, yeah. hard rock genre. Mostly like new metal. Like you can hear like they're doing the rap metal thing, which was like yep. I think some people want to create a distinction and say that oh rap metal is actually different than new metal, which there may be some some credence. It depends to that, on the band, I guess. I guess. Like Rage Against the Machine. No, yeah. no one would really call them new metal. Yeah. Like, but they're very clearly rap metal. They're, they're, there's clearly, the vocals are clearly rap. But I feel like the distinction with something like Rage Against the Machine is that like he commits to the rapping and like doesn't stray from it. Yeah. Where like Fred but Durst. does not commit at <laughs> yeah. all. He's just talking he's a just, lot yeah. of the time. No, he's just, whatever noise he can think of comes out of his mouth. There, he, yes. There's so many different vocal sounds in there. I like specifically called out. I forget which, because I reviewed it track by track. Yeah. 
And I think in my generation, at 247, you should listen. Is it just one of his like he squeaks says, or squawks like, that he does? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> but sometimes he just goes, yeah. Yes. And <laughs> I, I like circled it and was mm. like, there's like a million question marks in my notes. Because I was like, is this a mosh call? Is this just a... I think it was his version of like, like here's the, the biggest thing as far as his rap influence goes. He definitely fixated on Public Enemy and Flava Flav. Like the hype man thing is right. what he decided he was going to incorporate but there's no, mostly. There's very little like actual like I'm rapping and it rhyming and yeah. this is has like a flow... It, oh yeah, it's very. He's just kind of shouting. Yeah, he's shouting the rap parts, and the the rap is like most similar to Juggalo rap. I don't know if that's <laughs> maybe just because he's white, and also because like Juggalo rap kind of like is a little bit more maybe open to like rock and metal, where yeah. like yeah. more traditional hip hop is like pretty like engrossed in just hip hop culture, but like very Juggalo y as far as the rapping goes. Yeah, weird, weird vocals. But yeah, the vocals I. Th- are all over the place. Like, that's the biggest thing <laughs> that, like, overall, musically, I was like, some of these songs and these riffs, it's like, it's fine. You know, like, it excuse yeah. Deftones. There's some slapping, r- slapping. There's some, slapping. There's some big, <laughs> some heavy riffs on there. riffs in there. Some of the riffs are okay. And, but then, like, Fred Durst is like, okay, let me just, like, totally fuck this up and make <laughs> this just, like, like, unlistenable and do a bunch of different, like, animal sounds, <laughs> like, back to back and just, like, never give you a rest. Like, it's exhausting to listen to this. I was reading. He has like a weird, wide variety of influences, and I think that's why it's like so yeah, Which all over the place. He's usually a recipe for like absolute like failure and disaster, and like I guess you could still make a case for that here, like at least like critically. But I mean, financially, yeah, right place, right time. I guess he liked '80s new wave. He liked yep. uh, death metal, like Napalm Death and Deicide. Wow. Yeah, uh, you can hear all like the random popular rock band references in the album oh like, yeah even in this like he straight up rips off like the eagles and the, the eagles the who, yes the who yeah uh guns and roses welcome yes. to the jungle yeah. baby <laughs> yeah. uh all the nine inch nails references yeah yeah in what is it my generation no in hot dog i think hot dog, yeah. yeah the whole yeah. chorus is just a bunch of nine inch nails right. songs. It's like all... straight up just lyrics that he took <laughs> yeah. and just said i'm gonna use these as my <laughs> lyrics now well, you know i i actually made a note about the lyrics that like the songs are either I'm angry at you or break. Yeah, he's like sad because a girl doesn't yeah. want him and but dissed him. It's very whiny. The lyrics are very empty. Empty, yes. Well, there's no, word. there's like zero substance I, I, to it. Here's here's my conclusion. I think Fred Durst has an intellectual disability. <laughs> this man was 30 years old when he wrote and recorded this album. When this yeah. album came out, he was into his 30s. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, one of the one of the songs is about him keeping his pants baggy and saggy and grabbing his skateboard and making sure he has a can of spray paint to tag. At this thirty, is, at a thirty-year-old man, this That's is like you his anthem. And That's, me, yes. Should we go through it song I, by yeah, song? Yeah, sure. Why don't we go through it song right. by song? Well, I started with I wanted to talk about the Should album. Start with the art. cover. Yes. Yes. There yes. We go. Okay. So the album art. Why did my mom let me have this? <laughs> Are they aliens or just yeah, they're like they're humanoid aliens? So I didn't realize what chocolate starfish is in butthole. <laughs> yes. It's, it's the I, shitty I, asshole. When I was a kid, I, it it's went right asshole. over my head. 
It's the shitty asshole. Yeah. I don't know if it specifically has to be shitty, but it's supposed <laughs> but to be your asshole. But he calls himself. He says, starfish. my man Fred, and one of the lyrics is like, my well, man Fred Durst is the chocolate I, starfish. I looked into this. Apparently, this is like a self-own that he embraced because he's that like- he has he's a like, shitty pe- ass? No, people call me an asshole, so I'm just going to call myself the chocolate. Because, of course, he's like, he's like some nasty edgelord from Florida, so he loves to use shit like chocolate starfish. And like, he's the type of dude that if he was like 10 years younger- he would like exclusively ride a dirt bike and like have a lifted <laughs> yeah. truck that he couldn't afford. I'm sure yeah. he still did that shit, but like he's just a trashy dude from Florida, so sh- saying edgy shit like but chocolate star. He never is says cool. the N word. Well, I hope not. <laughs> Why would he? But back then, not did Eminem M- 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 says it. it? I don't think Eminem says it during his songs, but I was watching recently a video of Eminem playing with Dr. Dre, and he definitely is singing the N-word, like, <laughs> along with Dr. Dre, for sure. But Fred Durst never said it. Well, th- there you go. There Hats you go. off to Fred but Durst, they woke say king. They, they drop the F-bomb. Do they on this record? I don't yes, remember hearing and it. I think they is say, that a joke? I think Exhibit says it. Do they? I, didn't, I honestly didn't oh, hear oh, it. Oh, the other F-word. No, not... Not fuck. Obviously, yeah, yeah, they yeah. say the, fuck. The taboo one. The taboo F word. Yeah, the album art is Exhibit some say, is yeah. somewhere. It's either aliens or these very decrepit <laughs> cave, cave, dwelling, <laughs> cave dwelling creatures with large that heads. Too many hot dogs. Yeah. So what are, is the hot dog flavored water supposed to mean? Okay, actually, that was an inside joke. That was an inside joke from West Borland. Yeah. They were at a truck stop and they saw some weird like flavored water. Mm-hmm. And West Borland said something along the lines of, "What if they made like hot dog flavored water?" That's not yeah, that I, funny. I think I, I have a bit about about that in here. I was from yeah. the. It was from I used the, to think West Borland was so hot. Hot. I with wanted, his weird, mask like, all the time. With his crazy like the black pupil contacts. Yes. Oh, I yeah. thought he was such a. Dream so he, boat. here's the uh, here's the the background for the the name of the record. The was first he in it from first to last. Yes, he <laughs> somehow went from. Possibly making like a million dollars being in Limp Biscuit to the bass player of From First to Last. Wait, yeah. seriously? Yes. Yeah. How did I not realize <laughs> I that? Mall, mall emo. Because I loved strange. From First to Last. Yeah, it was so, in for wow. First to Last for his first yeah. second. Wow. Yeah. The first part of the title is a scatological reference to the appearance of the human anus, chocolate yes. starfish. However, yeah, hot dog flavored water is an inside joke started by Wes Borland at a truck stop while the band was on tour where Borland saw bottles of crystal geyser flavored water and made a joke about having meat or hot dog flavors. <laughs> huh. So clearly this whole band is working at about a 13 or 14 year old <laughs> level of like intelligence yeah. and like interest. So. You don't have yeah. to be smart to make the good riffs, though. I mean, the, the great yeah. classic, legendary the classic. riffs. Which, which <laughs> this this record opens up with a riff that's literally just I'm gonna I'm gonna play a note on my seven string guitar <laughs> and then bend it down with my whammy bar as far as it can go, <laughs> so it's not actually making a note anymore. It's just a sound, <laughs> and that was the whole riff. Well, are we skipping the intro? Oh, we can talk about the intro. Weird. All right, let's talk about the intro. And my first question was, who makes? their beats and which was quickly answered DJ in Lethal, the next right? few songs because he always go. goes shouts out dj, DJ Lethal. Lethal. Well, they, they had a dj in their band right yes yeah yes. okay dj lethal dj lethal okay so is he alive or is he he's died probably dead but i don't know oh yeah didn't he like die didn't he die is that the guy that died in a plane crash or something? This. dj lethal. i mean i feel like djs are often dying in plane crash. yeah for whatever reason djs die in plane he's crashes like often. oh sorry dj so this is a different sorry guy. dj lethal. we killed you you're still out there though but oh yeah, he was in house of pain as well wow so he's just like a DJ for hire or something. 
Well, those are his, his main acts. I do feel like some of these bands were just like, especially Limp Bizkit, I feel like they just like got a studio drummer. It's like, I go, and I know this guy, Fred Durst, he's this like psycho from Florida. <laughs> and he wants to start this band that sounds like at, like everything a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, okay, I guess if you pay me like 500 bucks a week to start, then we can do it. And yeah, the intro sucks pretty bad like isn't an intro kind of supposed to hype you up and yeah get, like, but it was long it's and not weird very hypey. And, yeah, yeah it's kind of like mellow it's not even that long i think it's, it's like, like a minute, a minute and a half or something like that mm, yeah but it's when i think of like an intro i think of like you know afi has like their little Spooky intros intro. that are like chanty and you're like all right i'm hype i'm with it i love this honestly i almost always skip intros on records mm. like i i barely will listen to them. if i see that it's an intro track i'll skip over it to get to like the first real song but this one it's just like this monotone like pitch shifted vocal thing that just <laughs> yeah. says like limp is well, in the house yeah or... limp, it says who is in the house who is in the house and then it says limp biscuit is in the house limp biscuit is in the house and then it just fades out oh, and then yeah there's like a weird robot yeah and then it just fades out and then arguably what sounds like it could be a second intro song right that's what i said it starts with another intro i'll give you that we're hot dog the the the, uh the album's kind of title track first song first song which What did, I forget what his intro well, is. he goes, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> introducing. <laughs> yeah. And then halfway through the... <laughs> all those, the all those chunky new metal parts kind of just sound like Korn to me. Well, th- clearly Korn, Korn was influence. like the, the influence on like yeah. that, whatever the fuck that is, that guitar playing. <laughs> yeah. That's like, can you make like sounds, but like don't actually make <laughs> musical notes with the guitar? Yeah. I don't know. I can't even think like, what was his thought? Like, I'm going to say fuck. Yeah. A lot. I'm gonna say it. fuck. Forty six times. Forty six times. I'm gonna count it because I like that it wasn't a like this is a thirty year old man who who was thinking what would what would piss off my parents? <laughs> yeah. I really want to get under my dad's say? skin who didn't let me borrow his truck that one time. <laughs> like it's wild. I here's where were you, what was your impression of this song when you first heard? I when remember I was like nine. It was like it was uh, for me. It was like the first like kind of viral thing I can remember. Where it was like you have to hear this. It's like he this says life fuck so many times. Yeah. <laughs> he, I you know I was looking at the lore. YouTube comments mm-hmm. for that specific song, just trying to get some insight. And the only comments you see are people like, "Oh my god, I love this still." So Thirty years, however many years later, and I'm still rocking this. Thirty years <laughs> old, still rocking this. Wow. Imagine being the guy who's in his fucking. Like now aging lifted truck cranking this wearing, yeah. a, wearing a backwards flex fit hat. <laughs> and there are kids like dog. I'm eleven and I love this song. When I was listening to this, I every time I would come to like a stop and I'd be in my car, I'd like turn it down and make sure like the person next <laughs> to me couldn't, couldn't hear me listening to Limp Biscuit. I didn't want anybody to get the wrong impression. Yeah. But I remember this song was like it was like a somewhat early internet like phenomenon where like I I had to download this on Napster and right. like me and my brother and like my friends like you'd you just it would be like an event just listening to it and like I don't know thinking it was funny but also edgy and like <laughs> it was definitely like a thing I recall. I think they played the whole album on like MTV the night before or something Did crazy. They? Wow! But I I'm sure remember. they censored Hot Dog. But you were like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to buy the CD." How tomorrow. could you even there censor was, that? I think I I think because my parents were hypersensitive to to swearing. 
I think I may have had the, the edited version, version like down. Like I would, I would opt to download it because I was afraid. <laughs> wow. It was this type of thing where like I literally thought like you, if you listen to this song, it's some type of rite of passage where your your third eye will be opened and you will become like, <laughs> like you'll, you'll if you become Fred like Durst. if you can only ollie on a skateboard, you'll be able to kickflip now and also like <laughs> you're you'll finally get like the junko jeans that your that your mom won't let you get. Your pants will widen yes, in your the pants drawer will, overnight. Yes. <laughs> Your pants will widen. Please, please let this work. If you just listen to this song unedited. I uh, Speaking of Jinko Jeans, mm-hmm. I saw a comment on their Facebook page um, addressed to Fred Durst that I think is is pretty funny. What do we uh, got? Hold on. Where is it? King Fred. Jinko's Wild. came back a few years ago. Yeah. Well, they're popular now. They sell for literally over $100 Ooh. online now. People are trying to rock them. Ben said, "Hey, Fred, why do why do you wear such gay shit these days? <laughs> you used to look so cool. Now you got a gay hipster be- gray beard with a turned up bucket hat. WTF, man? Have a shave and sort it out." I fucking love that. You I used like, to look so <laughs> cool. Look so cool. Remember your signature hat that Red you wore for years? Like you're definitely like like doing something really well when you have a signature hat. Like well, that's fucking rock. Okay, when I was listening to Roland, yeah. Rolling, I was like, Roland, Rolling, Rolling, it's Roland, Roland, Roland. <laughs> I I was like, you you remember those girls in the music video when they had the red hat and the the white? Did you have the red hat? No, I'm like, I should get one. I did. Red fitted. I bought a because red, of Fred Durst. Yes, I wow. bought a fitted red hat. Maybe remember, like a Mets one instead, you know. I remember thinking it was kind of cool, but like I was, I didn't wear a lot of hats back then. So. I'm gonna be Fred Durst for Halloween. It's a good one. He was definitely like a memed on guy even back then. I remember the Bowling for Soup music video made fun of him, <laughs> and I think well, like Weird Al maybe did too. Wasn't he always like trying to stir fights with people? I and think or some yeah. shit. Even in one of his songs, he says he loves the drama. Yeah, he's. I mean, I think he was supposed to be this, like, bad boy troublemaker yeah. guy because I think he thought of himself as, like, a rock star but also, like, a rapper. And yeah. he was a white rapper, so he was in this, like, minority and everyone. He's clearly the type of guy who, like, if he wasn't, like, famous, he would be the type of person who's always posting memes about their enemies on yeah. Facebook and how they're always trying to get him, even though, like, he hasn't, like, spoken to a, a person in, like, two weeks because no one can stand to be around him. But... What do we got? Let's let's go through my, the generation. my generation. I thought very poignant, point, poignant, poignant yeah. lyrics about mm. about Generation X, which is interesting. The to, older to hear. generation, you know, not respecting the younger generation and yeah. not being understood. But this is here again. This is a thirty-year-old man writing a My Generation <laughs> anthem, <laughs> yeah. which is weird because. He's, he definitely meant the younger generation. He, he, no, he wasn't because he says Generation no. X over and over oh, again. Yeah. He's talking he? about people who are also 30 who are apparently <laughs> all at Limp Bizkit shows. Like, it, it's very weird for True. this dude to be making this, like, anthem. So who is before Generation X, baby the boomers? baby boomers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they do not be respecting you, the boomers, <laughs> classically, but... I, get, I don't but think... But, like, his... Fred Durst's parents probably weren't boomers. They were probably, like... Uh, maybe maybe they were like like o- they're older boomers but they might have even been he was born in 1970 so his, he's fr- my mom's age he's 50 wow yeah that's weird. so like his parents might have been born in like the 40s you know yeah. possibly <laughs> they're so, too like, old to yeah wow so like i don't know what he's the thing is his like you said schultz his lyrics are so empty like who are you like Mad protesting at? against <laughs> who is against you like <laughs> 
they're just like these empty like I'm gonna knock you the fuck out a lot of his songs <laughs> yeah. and like I don't know but yeah the Generation X anthem my generation which is weird in the year 2000 because at that point millennials wasn't were, like shit was sweet then right but not Nothing just that really... like like you should be kind of trying to try an anthem for the the millennials because yeah. like Schultz you were 14 when this mm-hmm. came out like you know we were I was 10 that's who was fucking rocking was, this shit. that's yeah. who was buying the records yeah it wasn't other thirty-year-olds. Oh, let me check out this Limp Biscuit band while I'm yeah. while I'm on break at my I don't know post office job. They were probably like Dave Matthews people at that point. Yeah, probably. Or they were like really like fucked up like fringe thirty-year-olds who were like not doing well. They were like whatever Fred Durst would have been if he didn't like you know get yeah. it big. Yeah, true. Full Nelson, the next track. Okay, hot take. This may be the the best song at least this musically. One go? This one was kind of forgettable. I, I can't remember. I just it? remember the lyric. I'm upset at the people who verbally rape us. Whoa. It makes think, no sense. I don't think I... Probably yeah, problematic. Really I don't think I was able to decipher some of these lyrics. And I didn't I look into it. I can't remember how the song goes at all. I just... It starts off with this like actually decent sounding like 90s like metal... Mm. like riff like alternative metal riff and like the chorus is okay like musically it might be the best song in the record and even like the flow of the lyrics is like not the worst but (laughs) the lyrics are really bad i think the verses are literally like one line that he then fills in with a bunch of like hype man shit and like repeats (laughs) the line over and over again i know each song repeats like over and over again like the hook there's it's too many yeah and some of the songs like i noticed in hot dog like the verse goes like three times as long as it should like it just keeps (laughs) going and then they do like a little like a pre-chorus break and then it goes back into the and then there's a post chorus yeah it's it's very confusing some of the songs are super fucking long they're like five six minutes long some of them i had i like spaced out and started scrolling on other apps my way I realized that when that My Way came on. That was always my least favorite. Least favorite? Really? I realized that this track, I was actually having a pretty good time listening to this album. That My Way is like not a bad song. Here's the thing. It probably wasn't your favorite because it was like the the least Limp biscuit. There wasn't the rap verse really. There wasn't yeah. like the big like fuck you chorus this thing. Was the lead it, was, it was about too, a think, breakup? Actually. I guess. This is I, the I Mission know. Impossible song, right? No, it's not my the way Mission is Impossible song. Ha- oh, no, no, can you right, play right. it to refresh my memory? My Way or the Highway. Yeah. I, this I, time I'm gonna let it all come oh, out. Yeah, this I don't like this one. <laughs> I love it's, the, the it's like child's way. rhyme. Yeah, I don't yeah. like it. Stand up and shout, <laughs> let it all out. <laughs> but like, is he mad at? I didn't understand. Is he? Because some of it is about a breakup. Maybe it's a. But some of it is about like. It could just be about people bossing shout? him around. Maybe it's just about his boss at like Seven Eleven or is something. It a, <laughs> all cops are bastard. I anthem. Don't think, <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think uh, he but had the capacity to I be was, thinking I was about singing that. along. I was like, these lyrics are all very stupid, but I'm kind of having a fun you time like listening them. to this. this. This is a so good... So the beginning of... The, sorry, go ahead. He says it with such confidence. This is a good example of how they were kind of trying everything under the umbrella of like alt metal and new metal. This yeah. song is just like an incubus kind of song. He's going for this, like the guitars have this like washy, like chorusy effect on them and it's more chill. Mm. Like it sounds more like like incubus than it does yeah i could like see that. the other shit they That's were going call. for so like they were really like what if we had a song that sounded like corn what if you have a song that sounded like deftones incubus is big right now too <laughs> well, let's sprinkle in a little bit of everything and there's even yeah. like i think later on there's some song that's like i think it's the mission Impossible song is like yeah. straight up like rage against the machine rip off yeah. at a certain point 
Um, the beginning of the album is definitely way stronger than the end. I was vibing, yeah. yeah. enjoying the beginning, and then it was torture. So we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. You're there for the straight up rap metal, new metal. Yes. Like guitars <laughs> that are just making noise and down tuned. Yes. Okay. Um, so after My Way is rolling, rolling. my no. personal Classic. fave always has been my fave. Still having a good time at this point. I, I'm singing I, along, I'm shouting oh, along. I was, keep rolling, rolling, yes, rolling, Yes, I was vibing, rolling. tapping the I'm, foot, banging the head. I'm with it for the meme of it, but honestly, bad song. Really, It's really not really just, about I'm, anything. But just like even musically, it's it seems like a song where like a producer was like, okay, we got to do like, we need a song we, we that's going to- We need gonna, the big hit. Yeah, we need the big hit that's like very rappy, but also has like the big heavy riff in it. Yeah. Like I and clearly like they played that up because they did like the remix version of it towards the end of the <laughs> yeah. album too. The remix stinker. It's, it's not good. It's, it's a lot going good. on there. I mean, I don't know if maybe we could talk about what we get there, but it's just literally DMX just goes, <gasps> like a bunch of times with this extended and like he's not it's not this, this loud scream, it's just this yell, this like half-hearted yeah. yell that happens like Is he a trying bunch like of times. a metal thing? I, I, no. I think he's just like like almost like yodeling in the background. <laughs> This was an era of like hip hop where like it was just like just made noises, make sounds and noises, <laughs> throw it all at the fucking wall, bark, like do whatever <laughs> DMX was doing in yeah. that song. Um, so there was a lyric that I really loved mm-hmm. that I wrote down: <laughs> "Old school soldiers blasting out the hot shit, that rock shit, putting bounce in the mosh pit." Hell yeah, that's what he was doing. I love that. Was that, was Isn't that, that, that was cool? an exhibit lyric, wasn't it? No, I th- I that was think, Fred Durst. Was it Fred Durst? I, I thought I remember because this is a song exhibits on, right? No. Roland? No, he's on the remix. Oh, he's on the remix. This is all Fred Durst. So and maybe I think okay. I think my exhibit. favorite lyric on the whole album. It just really hits. Well, he he kind of nice. he hits that that concept a few times where he's talking about the rockers and the hip hoppers. You know, like oh, I saw this amazing TikTok mm. from. Uh, the user is like non-binary metal or something okay. like that, and they were saying that Roland is actually a non-binary anthem. Oh, because okay. <laughs> yeah, probably you're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, wait, I forget what he says. It's so what is to all the people who don't give a fuck. Yeah, all the fellas, all the ladies, and the people who don't give a fuck. The non-binary people yeah. have been included by Fred Durst. That yeah, I mean, I, so, sure. you know, they should they should take it back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think Fred Durst was actually ahead of his time. Yes, yeah. and These then lyrics, he was including yeah. the NBs. They sound mm-hmm. empty, but they're actually deep, and we're just not yes. looking far enough into True. it. Right, but um, that was a big theme for white guys like this at that time. The like, I just don't give a fuck. Fuck you. Like yeah. that was like their their yeah. big. Yeah, so like, that thing. was identity. Yeah. Like Eminem, Fred Durst, like a lot of dudes. I don't like give this. a fuck. I'll say it. Yeah, adding to the the kind of like the fact that even just like the makeup of this band was clearly just they were trying to do everything that was trendy in this like alternative metal new metal thing. They had the rapper who also like screamed and sang. <laughs> And hit this this tone constantly that just like makes your ears bleed. That like higher pitched whine he does yeah. a lot of the times is just like so bad. But then they did the guitarist Wes yeah. was doing the mask thing early on. Uh-huh. So like they were trying was to hit. Was that like a slipknot thing? Yeah, it was thing? clearly like, mm-hmm. you know, slipknot mud vein type of shit. Yeah. And then they had the DJ. So like they, they were trying to hit on all these different fucking. Did Mushroom Head do the masks yes, too? Yes, they yeah. did. Yeah. Um, On September. 
of 2019, Fred Durst posts, don't let the bull, don't allow the bullies of the world to break your spirit. You are fucking awesome. Keep on rolling, baby. So and I it's, guess maybe, maybe it's really true. Really weird picture of him. <laughs> that's, that's a wild picture. He's wearing a bucket hat and some huge sunglasses. sunglasses and, does he have a cigar? No. Oh, um, and Jacob says, needed to hear this. <laughs> I'm homeless in Jacksonville, oh, no. kicking it like Buffalo Bill. Whoa, Hashtag what? all in the family. What, what does, what that, does mean? that mean? I don't know. I don't Is know. there another Buffalo Bill that I, like I'm not familiar with? That <laughs> Why you would, would be you referencing? say that? <laughs> and also homeless, but Fred Durst is your inspiration. Okay, I know there's a, a, a historical figure named Buffalo Bill. I think, but also yeah. in pop culture, the Buffalo Bill you think of is the one that not... steals the skin from the women. So, <laughs> yeah. can we talk about the intro to this song a little bit? The, the grumbly fry vocal voice thing where he says. All right, everybody, got to keep on rolling, baby. Is this where he says partner, too? Partner. Let's go, partner, or whatever. I, keep on rolling, baby. Yeah. I think so. He does Some a lot. of his voices are weird. In the next song, his he sounds like Adam Sandler. What's the next song? Uh, Living It Up. Living It Up. No, this is the song Life where... Life in the Fast Lane. Yes. This is the song where he uh, where he mentions the, having his spray paint can and his yes. skateboard and his baggy pants. Living it up. Not giving also, a fuck. in Living It Again, Up, why is he talking fuck. about Ben Stiller? Oh, yeah. He they're shouts friends. out Ben Stiller. Apparently, they're friends or frenemies at this time or something. And if you listen to the secret track at yes. the very end. That's Ben Stiller they yes. bring, they bring Ben Stiller got paid by this record label to come into the studio to apparently just roast. roast. Yes. Fred Durst and but, some oh, of it's actually kind of funny I didn't <laughs> listen to it because it was so annoying it was annoying but you know who else yeah. is also on that track Mark Wahlberg really yeah the singer of I think Third Eye Blind is, is in there too and, wait uh, on this song Living It Up no at the end of the, oh. the uh, outro thing Oh, he does make a third eye blind reference at some point. Yes. So is that who he's talking to? Is the singer? Yeah, Steven. So that was the joke. Steven Jenkins. Yeah, from Third oh. Eye Blind. I Mark- skipped through it because it was like eight minutes long. It's not good. And, and it at was one annoying. Point, at one point, they're just looping Ben Stiller's laugh for like two and minutes. That is extraordinary. Yes. It, was. it was so annoying. Yeah. And then who else? Rob Deerdeck is in there too. Oh, yeah. really? Really? Yeah. yeah. Talking, he, he talks about DC person? shoes. So like all of these people who are like, <laughs> it's like they found people who have like one track, one lane. And never broke from that for over 20 years and put them into this hidden track for some reason. Weird. Yeah. I did like the Third Eye Blind reference, though. It's pretty good. I think he asks Stephen, like, where are you? And he's like, yes. And Frederick sings, I don't want to go to London. (laughs) Very wild. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that went over my head. I wow. guess maybe Fred Durst, in a way, is actually a genius and it maybe only would have worked at this time where he's like, I'm just going to include everybody. And like, <laughs> yeah. I, so then like, you can't hate me. Everyone has like the rap heads can like me. Yeah, yeah. Metal maybe people. he actually is so smart and he thought, you know, the wider of a net I cast. It worked, I didn't guess. He, didn't he try revisionist history in interviews years later where he's like, oh, it was like. It was like meta. It was a, it was a parody. Yeah. yeah. He definitely did say that a couple years ago. Interesting. (laughs) But I mean, after seeing that fucking movie you made, I don't think anything you do is is (laughs) parody. I don't think you have the capacity to do that. (laughs) He also refers to the starfish navigation system. Yeah, what the fuck is he talking about? I don't know. (laughs) He says it like two times (laughs) in that song. Yes, you heard heard it too. And even the YouTube comments were like, yeah, I love the starfish navigation system. Was he trying to get into like tech? And he was like pitching (laughs) his product where he's like, yeah, it's a a GPS that you could put in your car. But back then the GPS was like those old hunky like Things you would suction cup to your... But they were also a product that people would buy, you know? They were were a hot commodity. So he had 
a branded <laughs> limp biscuit. Branded <laughs> asshole GPS. Yeah, where it's like his voice that gives you directions. You're going to be taking Turn a left here, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the next track, the one. I, oh, God. It was the, so bad. This song. It's okay. Is this the one? This is this The, the melodies one are a lot like rearranged. A little bit. I was getting weird fucking vibes from this song. This weird is the one vibes? that's like pretty clean for most of the song, right? Right. So the intro, because there's an organ underneath it, the first like mm. versy part, it sounds like fucking 311, which again, yeah. they're, they're skewing into this other territory of like new metal and like alt yeah. metal. So we get the 311, but then the like chorusy part is like this prog you rock thing. Could be the one. But it sounds like it's so weird. It's super like prog rock. Almost yeah. like it honestly sounds like a slightly heavier like U2. And I was like <laughs> having some out of body experience where I'm like, this is like the worst. It was hard combination to listen to, yeah. yeah. Well did you guys get all the way through to the there's, end? There's like a Moby style like hip hop interlude. But where like, like a nineties thing. He's doing what what I can only call is like this very poor like bedroom version of like like new wave or like post punk vocals. It sounds oh, like yeah. he's trying to do post punk, <laughs> but it sounds like like a super. Told you he was into that stuff. <laughs> oh, it was so weird. I was like, what the fuck is happening right yeah, now? Yeah, definitely one of the. I think from this point of the album, it really starts. It's to just fall all apart. over the place. I kind of like the outro of the song. I'm not gonna lie. It, it, it reminds he, me of some, like this easygoing like '90s yeah. trip hop. I guess thing. like the Moby stuff makes yeah. it's like this kind I of like. I think I skipped it. I couldn't listen yeah. to it this, anymore. Like, but it's com- if it was just the music, I could have fucked with it. But he comes in and does this like shaky, whispery post punk thing over it, <laughs> and it's just so bad. Like, just added to the list of things like he confidently <laughs> does, but just can't <laughs> do. So what do we got? Get your groove on with exhibit. Forgot exhibit it's kind existed. Kind of a fun song, I think. This is just the straight up hip hop song, right? Get your groove on. I'm pretty sure. On. Yeah, it was not good. I forgot yep. exhibit existed. I forgot about that meme. I for, I f- think we all forget about exhibit, but like I yeah. think exhibit was huge. He at was this very time. big. Was for, he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, he got a show, so I mean, he must exactly. Have been. Like, no, like he yeah, was big he enough. that yeah. into. Yeah. But I think the show Crips. just kind of like cursed him, so like right. he could only be the the host of Pimp My Ride, <laughs> yeah, where he says dog all the time, and like he just could not be taken seriously after yeah. that. Yeah, take a look around. I think that's the Mission Impossible one. Right? I think that is that. I think that is the Mission Impossible one. Yeah, interesting, <laughs> interesting choice because it was the lead single. Yeah. So they also put it on the Mission Impossible soundtrack. Did it end up on Mission Impossible there soundtrack? There was like a part yeah. or two in there that I liked. Well, the chorus is, this is the song that I think sounds I like just hook. like Rage Against the Machine mm. in the chorus. They even like do the like wah pedal guitar thing that What's-His-Face is known for. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I wonder if they, do you think Tom they Morello. had. Yeah. Do you think they had the deal with Mission Impossible worked out prior to deciding to. They must have. Lift the entire song? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or was this an attempt to do like the hip hop thing where you take like a popular, well known thing and then like and sample the fuck and, out yeah, of it? Yeah, and then like like chop and screw it and make it into like a sample. Yeah, I don't know. Thing. I don't know the origins. We we didn't we couldn't find it. I guess interesting. The next three songs I found were all the same song. So repetitive and weird. There's, there's some variation there. Well, there's one song. They're like the sad songs. Yeah, it'll be okay. Is, it's, is I that, thought it was kind of cool and moody. Is I that, think it's about a breakup. Is that the song about with the dude from Stone Temple Pilots in it? No, no. We, we, no, that's, that's further, that's further, that's further along. along. This is It'll Be Okay. The chorus is, 
what to do. Life is through. Just want to kill myself for you. Oh, wow. I I actually recall having a bad time during this song. <laughs> it was just... I think the problem is when you you're when you have an album called Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water, and you've already listened to you know Roland <laughs> and the song with Forty Six Fucks, it's hard to take him seriously at all. The melodramatic, yeah, like yeah. yeah. And I do remember it getting in. Is, I think this is is this like the seven minute song? If I remember no, Boiler is the seven minute song. Okay, that follows. I think Boiler made me cry when I was like. So you it's were kind like of an in, you were like invested in this, huh? I really fucking. Boiler is kind of a sad, epic song, right? It, it was sad yes, when I was a kid. I was like, wow. That's the epic one I'm thinking of. Yeah. is Boiler. It has a crazy music video. I never didn't there even was know a about a music video? video for Boiler. It's insane. You should. Can we read? How about we read the whole description of the music video for Boiler? All right. It's it, a, it's it's good. Trust me. Are we me. there yet, or where are we? We we yeah. It'll be okay. Is boring. Kind of supposed to be the set. Yeah, there are a the couple sad. weird, like, I'm trying to be serious and sad. And then there's and Boiler is the next one. So. Boiler. I thought it'll be okay at some moments. This song, there's, like, a bridge part where he's doing his best, like, Deftones thing, where he's doing, like, the whisper, like, yeah. like yeah. melodramatic scream thing. Yeah. Deftones had to be an influence. I mean, I know, obviously. I feel like people either hate Deftones or love Deftones. I think a lot of people love the Deftones. I love... They're a good band. Well, Deftones, Deftones. managed to do, like, have they success were, in this world. They were a cool new metal But band. also, like, like rise above it and, yeah. and become, like, this legit, like, alternative metal band that, like, people respect. Yeah. Yeah. All right, do we want the description of the boy sure. music yeah, video? In the beginning, the video shows a woman in a bikini in an apartment looking in the mirror with Fred Durst watching her. Like from a distance? I guess so. Wow. Then she turns around and opens her mouth and spits out a mechanical arm holding a levitating bomb that is aimed in Durst's direction, causing Durst to jump out of the window and then blows up the whole apartment. Durst then goes to a burger stand called Bolacha Mole, which is Portuguese for limp biscuit, where he sits next to a person with a scar under his eye across from West Borland whose head falls off. Durst starts to eat his burger but discovers that, that it is crawling with worms. After this, a car crashes into the stand and it explodes. Wow. So yet another <laughs> explosion. This section was actually filmed in Portugal. Durst, Jesus. Durst wakes up in a bed with a woman who starts to kiss him. Ooh. And then he pulls off the wig that she was wearing to discover that she has plugs all over her shaved head. Plugs? Yes. Like, plugs? like her, she's like a robot of some kind like or something? Like there's juice in there being kept <laughs> yeah. in? Looking around, he discovers that there were dozens of couples kissing and having sex in similar beds. Prompted by this revelation, he starts to run away. When running, he turns into a cartoon and is chased by an army of humans with round bellies and a sea of hot dogs, which resembles the chocolate starfish cover, which turns into a giant sea monster that tries to kill him. After escaping, he changes back into his real form by ripping the cartoon character apart to reveal himself again and jumps onto a stage with the rest of the band. The stage is located in the center of the galleries of May Diagua in Lisbon, Portugal part of the Aguas Livres Aqueduct. After the band finishes performing the song, Durst drops his hat on the ground and walks away. The signature hat. Yeah. That's the a fucking hat. epic music video. What's the budget? Yes. Like $30 million? Yeah, lots of explosions. And Portugal? They're fucking international? <laughs> yes. What's the deal with Portugal? Well, they're huge outside of America, and they were still touring before yeah. coronavirus. I saw a video, and there was wow. like a, certainly a lot of people... Well, they had a comeback record a few years ago. Well, yeah. there are people on their Facebook page begging for new music. God, we for need the next more. album. <laughs> what? Why Portugal? Is he Portuguese? Maybe they were or something? on tour at the time in Europe or something. That's wild. But that 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 music video must have cost like 
close to like ten million dollars to yeah. make. At least the track that, is seven solid minutes long. That fucking sucks. Imagine watching <laughs> that music video for seven. Having to listen to that, watching this epic music video. Fred Durst <laughs> kissing. Yeah, that's another thing that's different now. Like I feel like a music video now is like. Like, bro, you still have that camera from a couple years ago? I was like, yeah, sure. And you just, like, film the band and, like, throw some <laughs> effects Playing over and, it. and, like, add some yeah. random shit in there. Back then, you would hire a fucking director yeah. to direct your music like, like video. A, and, like, a respected film yes, director. Yes, like an actual director. I think David Fincher was, like, a music video director, like, prior, but also, right. like, in betwixt his, like, like, he put out seven and I think still was directing <laughs> music videos. Like, yeah. wild. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's weird. I feel like... Making the video was that that show on MTV where you would watch the behind the scenes of like it was a big deal. It was huge, and you would wait for the premiere, and it would have the MTV like the yes, the little watermark. Yes, I I mean to be perfectly honest, I mean I think we're of an age where music videos were still huge, and like it was a big deal. I would watch MTV and like. It was it was part of it was like I wanted to discover new music, but also like music videos, especially at that time, were like the production values were so high that they were fun. You know, they were yeah. funny. Like they added some character. They were a good promo because you would like connect with the band. It's like, oh, I kind of like this song. Oh, this music video is like funny, and I'm twelve, <laughs> yeah. and like that really hits. You know, that was yeah. honestly a big thing for me between the ages of like ten and twelve. Like more than anything, I wanted my bands to be funny, which is like, like that, that was like what I liked. I think like Limp Bizkit, oh, they swear so much and have this weird album art and talk about funny stuff, and like Blink One Eighty Two, you know, they're yeah. naked running around and they have songs about <laughs> fucking dogs in and the there's ass. Little people in their videos, yeah, true. And I, even like System of a Down, I was like, oh, they're so like weird and quirky, like that's yeah. funny, you know, it's yeah. like really goofy, like. They's like all like that's how I picked the bands I liked. Yeah, was like how funny they the were. Visual component. Yeah, but I feel like nowadays if you have a music video, it's kind of like. Ugh. I mean, if you do like a narrative music video, it's like super that's what cringy. I mean. Like, like I, if good. it's just like a your band jamming and stuff, that's like the best that's fine. You can do. It's like a stylized version of your band like jamming. Is, right, is the best you can do. But like, I'm thinking of one local band from New York where it's just like. The it's the guys versus the girls, oh, no. and we're <laughs> but sucks. we're playing while they fight in the yeah. mosh, and wow. yeah, it's just a very like goofy thing of the past. Yeah. Hardcore, the worst acceptable hardcore music video, which probably isn't acceptable these days, is like the crew walking through the streets video. <laughs> looking yes! that, was the <laughs> that was the classic. Down all thing. the alleys. Like get all like hire people because you don't actually have that many friends to like walk with you on I the have street. To confess, <laughs> I'm in. At least two videos wow. like that. That's Do great. not find them because now it's I embarrassing. No, it's I'm gonna look so up every New York hardcore band. When that first was a thing, I'm sure it was sick and like, but it's yeah. been so done. Also, Europe was like, we really like that. <laughs> we like that a lot. And then they, they were like, let's cranked them out. Yeah, let's do that <laughs> like, over and like over again. Yes. <laughs> But also, when it when it gets to Europe, it something gets lost in translation. Yeah. It's always a little bit fucking weird. Like those bands have like yeah. three singers for some reason, and like they all yeah. they, like it's just not quite right. And it's also <laughs> tough to take like a bunch of skinny German guys as seriously as a bunch of dudes from like New York with yeah. face tattoos. You know, yeah. like it doesn't quite like equal out the same. Good yeah. shit. Is that the is that the record? That was Joel, it. We've got a couple tracks left. Here. Okay. 
Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, we all, we kind of all bunched. This, well, the we, last we, well, there's highlights. Schultz, what do you? Hold, well, go ahead. Hold Schultz. on. This. Well, first. Yeah. To this point, this record is like what seventy or eighty minutes long. I think it's almost. It's almost eighty, 80 minutes, minutes long. Which it is, is. I'll say it, third quarter. You're starting to lose me. Here. An hour and twenty minutes. Is that a thing that happens anymore? Do we do movie length records? <laughs> yeah. I was dead at the end. I was scrolling. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm spoiled on punk and hardcore. Where yeah. like, if you're push, if you're over 25 minutes, I might be out. You know, like for a full <laughs> yeah. length record. But like, this was almost an hour and a half. That's <laughs> yeah. fucked up. That's insane. Yeah, I totally forgot Scott Weiland is on this record. Yes, and I, the, I grew dead. up on Stone Temple Pilots. Okay. Still, still like them. Honestly, fine. It's dead. fine. One of the better '90s rock bands. Another another thing he's trying to be like, well, you you know, old kind of older, yeah. old guard, like respected heavy rock. Do you maybe want to join this? Yeah, collaboration as well. Yeah, because SDP was kind of on the way out at this point. Yeah, um, but I, I kind of like that song because I like Scott Weiland. So it, I'm, I'm it's with all it. just weird. Like yeah. if it was just him, then maybe. But like, it's just so yeah. hard to take anything. Fred, Fred seriously. on that song is is not <laughs> yeah. great. And then the the Roland remix too much. It's I'm, I'm checking out at that it's point. It's spooky. It's like it's I, there's I so much going. Like it. how many guests do they have on that? Like five. There's like yeah. five people. Red Man, Method Man, DMX, <sighs> Exhibit again. I think it's also it's fascinating that Limp Bizkit was able to pull that off and get like respected. What label was this put dudes. out? On? I think like Interscope. Interscope. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But like it's wild to think that like this goofball new metal band was able to get respected. Some of them like hip hop legends yeah. to be on this track. But like it is this insane cluster. It sounds it seems like they were like, okay, what we're gonna have to have you guys do is you're gonna have verses, but everyone else is gonna need to be shouting and making sounds the entire <laughs> time. When you're not rapping, you gotta be the DMX going, uh ah! <laughs> I don't remember that. I have He does it like three separate times and he holds it out. He holds this note for like ten <laughs> seconds in the background. I have to find this. And then there's one of the old catchphrases of the time. Get retarded. Get retarded. Oh, wow. I don't oh, think wow. I, I don't I think don't I fucking even that. Oh, yeah. Is that what they're saying? Yes. Is this towards the end of the song? It's somewhere in there. There's cause there's another chant that they I what do they say? There's something towards the end that like they repeat. Play fucking track. <laughs> Love that too. <laughs> it's very Eminem. <laughs> The, like, music, the beat or whatever is very annoying. Yeah. I want to hear DMX here. This song is, like, six minutes yeah. long. There's a Black Flag reference in I here. think they're talking, they're about, talking about, about the, the actual the like, bug spray. Yeah. yeah, maybe. But they... But he mentions Hootie and the Blowfish right before that, so maybe he's mentioning totally random things. <laughs> everything. So can can someone? Did they have like an intern at the at the studio say, "Can you just get me a list of bands?" Yeah, this is Method Man's verse from his. When I let these nuts hang, focus. It's Wu Tang. What the fuck's a Hootie and the Blowfish? I wave my black flag at the roaches. <laughs> what the fuck's a Hootie and the Blowfish? The Hootie and the Blowfish was from like ten years like prior to this. Yeah. Interesting. Fred Durst's verse, which is verse seven. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Verse yeah, at seven. the end he says, Will people everywhere just get retarded? Get retarded? Get retarded? I mean, of course, DMX is going to be doing his woo! You're so <laughs> barking. Z. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Why does he do it for so Maybe long? Maybe he's falling down in the <laughs> recording studio. <laughs> it's very Charlie Brown of him. 
He does it at least one other time. There's lots of too. barking. Maybe they just got all the dudes who had signature things. We got the signature yeah. hat. We got the signature barking. Yeah. <laughs> he's just he's just going for it. DMX was kind of the king of, of sounds. Barking. <laughs> yeah. Even when they had to edit his songs, he's like, no, don't just edit, don't like beep it. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw my woo in there and yeah. you can use that instead. <laughs> that was weird. It's an experience. Yeah. Then we have the insanely long hidden yeah. tracks and outro stuff. Yeah, I yep. I just stopped listening to the it. The outro it that really features annoying. Ben Stiller that I didn't I couldn't tell what it was. Like it's weird that you have to like dig to find yeah. out like what am I listening to yeah. here? But they apparently they brought Ben Stiller in and Fred Durst said, Just roast me. But then yeah. at one point, Fred Durst seems genuinely a little bit hurt and upset. He's like, <laughs> So you really you really don't like it? You really think that? Like, <laughs> I I didn't find it funny at all. I hated it. It was okay. It was very like not rehearsed. It yeah, was just, you can like, tell he's improvising. Bad. Yeah. I it's always thought it was improvised. weird. Like that was a very like thing. That's a thing of the past. I would say like skits. Oh yeah. In the middle of songs. Well, like, and the hidden track was yes. Like, like, yeah. Hidden track. Now there's no point because everything's streaming. You're not waiting for the yeah. CD to end. I still don't fully understand how a hidden track works. Frankly, what do you mean? Like. Wasn't it straight up like the song you didn't was have access to it? There was a sometimes. Well, the traditional hidden track is the song ends. There's a gap in the track, so like your inclination is to it's it's silent. So your inclination is oh the CD's over. I'm going to turn it off. But if you waited a certain number of minutes, no, yes. I know uh, I know that. But wasn't there wasn't there a type of hidden track that literally like you had to actually yeah. listen through the song to have access to this track? Like if you just skipped to it, it you wouldn't be able to listen to it. Like it was Something actually like hidden. That. I know there was. Which I don't like, know how. how did there are also they hidden do tracks that? where if you start it, there's a track zero sometimes. Maybe it's something like. Actually, or there's you, like 99 tracks on the thing, and you have to like skip, skip, skip because the sometimes some of the was, tracks are sometimes only like it was 99 one tracks long. too. Yeah. Yeah. But there was like, there's. I have some albums brand new did this to actually. There's a track zero where you kind of let the CD begin, then press rewind, and it rewinds into track zero. Yeah. It's wild. So I guess it's some goofy trick like that that they do use to it do. Could this. be that you're thinking of. I remember yeah. Newfound Glory had one on Sticks and Stones where like it would be like three minutes of silence or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was listening. I was listening to it actually with my friends. We were having a sleepover at my house, and we put because this is what you do. You just put on a fucking CD as <laughs> yeah. entertainment. And yeah. we were listening to it, and we were kind of falling asleep, and it just played through, and then it just starts going. Yeah, like clearly that was like scream. that was like the point it was uh-huh. like you fall asleep to the record and then it's supposed to scare you awake and we all literally like jumped up and had heart attacks listening that to is scary. I think I had either forgotten or I hadn't actually listened that far into it Dude Ranch kind of does that good. too a little bit there's lots of screeching and skits on Dude Ranch <laughs> too for some reason but yeah wow. so there it is what are what are our, our concluding thoughts here on this some of it is actually fun in a very empty Some of it, way. You know, it's nostalgic. It is. It's like stereotype. It's just like drinking a full sugar monster energy, driving a lifted yeah. truck, s- screaming out these stupid lyrics. Yeah, it's, it's definitely it's fun, fun in the beginning, yeah. and then after the, third, the yeah third the... quarter. Or so yeah, you think you're that's the, that's yeah, you're right. Like it's fun, but then like because there's zero substance, or there's also there's nothing interesting. Like I feel like yeah, Limp Biscuit was doing this thing where they were trying to combine everything, but they also stripped it down so it's super, like, verse chorusy for the most yeah. part. Or it's, like, dragged out, but in, like, a very uninteresting way. The songs yeah. are, like, very mid-tempo, and, like, some of the guitar riffs are kind of heavy and, like, big and yeah. fun, but, like, it's super, like, 
mid-tempo, uninteresting. Unlike, you know, bands like Korn, who would go a little bit kookier and try different stuff, or, like, Deftones had, like, heavy, screamy songs. Yeah. Or they'd go super chill, you know, yeah. and, like, had the I cutter feel stuff. Like you can re-listen to, like, Slipknot, like, and yeah. it's still, you know, you can listen to it and be like, all right, but there's this some passes. I guess there's some variation on there, too, which, like... You can still listen to a Korn yeah. album. You can still listen to the Deftones. But this, it's not really worth be listening to except for listen to the singles i guess but <laughs> i mean you don't have to you don't have, you don't to. have to do that. it's if not you're recommended going to. if you're going to i guess this was like the end of limp Bizkit too weirdly enough wasn't yeah, it? i think this was like they took a break or oh, they did one other thing after this that i, I don't can't think remember I mean, uh, I mean like the end of their popularity really i mean because i think this was towards the end of this this new, was new, i think uh, towards the end of new yeah, metal clearly yeah. i mean clearly this did well so this was still at like the peak of this stuff but like yeah. I think this was like the peak. This is like the perfect encapsulation of all of this. No, shit. you're right. There was other random stuff that took over the radio. It became as like trapped and and Creed. I guess it was more butt rock kind of took over, right? Which was like a little bit more serious. Even so, then, that didn't last long either. It didn't, but it kind of it had a, it was a like decent. The, run. I think like the Strokes type stuff. Oh yeah, was, was hitting. But I think the those hives. those were happening at the same time because Trapped was like the early to mid two thousands, and then like, yeah. you know what actually what popped up like on the heels of this what? Lincoln Park. And they yeah. somehow had a super long run That's because true. they were yeah. like it set the foundation in Lincoln Park. Yeah, because I could blew in, up. Lincoln it, Park yeah. was like, what if we did this, but like we were like serious, like <laughs> yeah. we rapped and and had heavy riffs, but also we were serious. And people liked it. I guess. Yeah. Lincoln Park wasn't fun. You can't play this style of music and have it be <laughs> yeah. like not fun and like try to take it seriously. It just but doesn't really work. There were some songs that I really liked. Crawling made me cry. <laughs> I was such an angsty. I liked in the end pre-teen. because everyone liked it and it right. was like the hugest song ever. Yeah. That was another one I downloaded the music video and watched it at like 240p. <laughs> at like in the end is one step closer to the edge. And I'm about no, to break. in the end is the down, new, 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 new. So which one is that? I think it's one step closer. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was the heavy song. One step closer. I'm about to I'm break. About to break. I think actually like Lincoln Park now that I think about it. There was something it. about Lincoln Park that I just like, it was just didn't work for me. I liked it. I liked Hybrid Theory. Like for like, yeah, I liked that one like really popular one and then I stopped caring. Well, I kind of got into punk like very quickly yeah. following that. I think I went more toward like mall gothy. Hmm. I mean, I like that stuff too. I was very selective about my new metal bands because the ones that skewed too metal, I was like, oh, that's metal. I think this is, I was young <laughs> enough where it was like, I didn't know what Limp Biscuit was. I was just like, give it to me. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I don't get this. I don't. I don't know. Like, I had never heard the term new metal at ten. I don't yeah. think. Like, I was just like, this is what's cool. It's rap, but he's white, so like, that's like okay for me, I guess. <laughs> like, maybe my parents will let me listen to it. Like, and like, I don't know. But I was also like, it's fucking heavy. I, I'm also a rocker. I like skateboarding and, yeah. and dirt bikes. So like, I like the heavy riffs. And like, I will have to give this shit like. Credit, credit for like <laughs> for like getting me kind of like indoctrinated into heavy music because yeah. like mm-hmm. that's the, that's you another, gotta start somewhere yeah but also thinking about how heavy some of this shit is and that it was on the radio and was yeah. number one is kind of wild like i know yeah. it was obviously like produced and had this like poppy hip-hop yeah. glaze over it but like right. some of it was legitimately heavy and yeah. even like the rapping and singing stuff was like pretty aggressive yeah compared mm-hmm. to like shit we have now so the like, 90s kind of it was kind of like a sensible, logical progression, though, because yeah. you went from grunge sure. to, to, like, Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. 
So it's like, all right, the radio's ready for some some heavier new metal thumping. But you'd you'd think like it's weird though that like we've gone like almost in the opposite direction because like even back in like the seventies, <laughs> yeah. like we had like you know Led Zeppelin and um, Black Sabbath where yeah. like there were some fucking heavy riffs yeah, in there, for and sure. like there was some more aggressive sound. Even the fucking Metallica in the eighties, you know, like yeah. like Metallica and Slayer were huge. Pantera, granted, I don't know if that was fully radio friendly, but then yeah, we it seemed like we were ramping up, but. And then <laughs> and then what happened? It crashed. In like the like the, the strokes the and 20, mall emo. I don't know. But <laughs> anything like remotely like aggressive was just well, stripped I, away. Like, well, in New York, remember there was K Rock. Yeah, I remember. I loved K Rock, and I heard. Couldn't stop listening. Girls not gray on K Rock, and I cried. I was so excited. <laughs> Did you but, know the song was the first time you heard it? It made you cry. No, I so no, <laughs> I knew the song. I cried because I loved AFI so much. And they were much. hitting it big. And they were hitting it big. Yeah. So I was like crying. I was like, "Yes, Davy, I'm with you." I'm but, with you. I hear you. I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. I love you. Please take my virginity. <laughs> um, but yeah, I it just stopped. Oh, K Rock went off the air and. Well, yeah, it's like, true. I guess white guy uh, rock music, it did shift. They tried a few different things after. New metal was probably like the last like huge like specific like sub I guess pop punk yeah. had a moment there right after that. Yeah. And I feel like new metal probably like paved the way cuz it's like, oh, these guys look a little bit weird and they're playing like somewhat subculture music. Yeah. And it's kind of more easily yeah. digestible in a way. And then I guess the the pop punk stuff then, remember when Coheed and Cambria managed to be on the radio <laughs> yeah. for a little while? Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, that was around the time where it was like AFI and like that kind of stuff. Yeah, but yeah. Mall, mall punk. P- mall. Fall Out Boy was, was there. Yeah, obviously. but now that stuff, Fall Out Boy came out with that weird song, Dance Dance, yeah. and Panic at the Disco was kind of... Well, popular, they're kind of huge. Those for, bands uh, have survived because they've become these pop. Po- like these electronic pop acts now. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. basically. I hate to sound like weird old grandpas. I'm not saying that like <laughs> like current. Honestly, a lot of like the it needs the, to be heavy. But that's not even what I'm saying. It's like like honestly, like modern hip hop and like that stuff. I think overall. It's it's more li- like I would rather listen to any of that shit than like the Backstreet Boys, like the yeah. actual pop music. And not, Limp Bizkit fucking sucks. Like none of this stuff is good. <laughs> but I think what's interesting is like the variety. Like you could have fucking Santana and Britney Spears and yeah. NSYNC and Limp Bizkit. <laughs> yeah. Like all like they were in the same TRL. They, list. Yeah, they were. They would be played one after the other. And like I don't know. Like that's yeah. It all sucked. So I guess <laughs> it, maybe it's it's not for the better. But like. I don't know. It's just weird that we we've, we've become very like ooh like that sounds a little different than the thing. Like I'm not. I can't, <laughs> I can't listen to that. We have like one speed when it comes to music now. I feel like. Yeah. But uh, I was accused of having one speed today. Were you? I was like, that's not true at all. Yeah, I feel like that's not true. No, with that's you not at true. All. At I mean, all. I guess other you than you do be loving your uh, post hardcore. No, post post punk. Post punk. A coworker was was listening to uh, Kings of Leon. And was oh. like, he was asking me, do you, do you like Kingsley? And I was like, and I kind of gave him like the disgusted face because I couldn't help it. That's just how I am. And I was Your just like, sex is <laughs> I mentioned that song. He's like, he's like, oh, they have deeper songs. They have deeper he's, songs. he's like, that's like the pop single, you know? But it's I like gave it a, he's like, he's like, well, cause you like the heavier stuff, right? I was like, yeah, but like, I like some of it. It's not some bad. Of it, yeah. I was like, I trust, I, li- I listen to lighter rock music. Trust me. But you just, you know, 
I think you just got to like a bunch of stuff. Yeah, for sure. Especially as you, as you grow older. But that's kind of what I'm trying to say is like you can like the radio shit, but also be like, I, I like music. I'm interested in like other things that maybe aren't, you know, spoon fed to yeah. me or whatever. People just don't want to go deeper though. I guess, but like that's, that's the, just being like music snob. It's how how do you become a king? Yeah, of I feel like we're though? going does, into like a very no, like, for sure. I, I don't want to be like that. that I'm a cinephile. Like, no, but I'm, <laughs> kings of Leon, though. How does that happen? Well, I think remember, they're like a weirdly respected band for people that are like four years older than me. I think Kings of Leon is for the type of person who also rejects modern like. Like hip hop and pop music, but they they don't actually <laughs> dig deep and like like interesting music. Yes, but like they're I think it's for people who are like lightly racist. <laughs> it's for people who and how want. How did you get there? Because <laughs> what they want to say is like I I don't know that mumble rap stuff. Like I don't get that. Like what happened to real music? Like Kings of Leon. Like they really play guitars and drums and stuff. I had a friend who I worked with who was obsessed with Twenty One Pilots. Oh, she like listened to their Isn't albums. That, that's like the hip hoppy thing right it's they're like sort pop of punk wish hip-hop. i could turn pop, back time pop yeah. hip-hop would you call it but isn't it's just like a drummer and a singer or something right? i don't know something but apparently like i don't know i guess they got stupid big for a couple of years yeah that sucks yeah. they might still be all right you guys want to hear my hot take what's your yeah. hot take can we, we start olympus kid band I, will I mean, rap. I would do that, but we might have actually missed the window the rap metal revival may have already been <laughs> yeah. gone the new metal but would would there be a trapped under ice without Limp Bizkit? <laughs> no. Straight up though, like I'm I, not I saying know. I'm not saying trapped under ice takes direct influence from me. I'm from are from, you from about, you. <laughs> are you talking about the attitude I'm, and the vibe and aesthetic? The the whole vibe, the the shouting out your own band <laughs> and kind of having a little bit like maybe. But like I'm, but what I'm saying, that's a flavor. I see flavor the thing, parallel. Right? It is, but what I'm saying is like the energy of Limp Bizkit. Clearly, trapped under ice does not take influence from Limp Bizkit at least directly (laughs) but like did Limp Bizkit and also for bands who were like you know more underground and were doing hardcore at that time Mm -hmm. like Brothers Keeper or something disembodied bands who's like we're gonna play heavy but we're gonna incorporate like grooves yeah and like also some of the bands that started having these more animated vocals because I feel like before that hardcore vocals were just like I'm just gonna shout probably not even on time but like (laughs) then it was like what if we had you know like I don't know. We had more attitude and whatever. Like, yeah, this was definitely like a melting pot where, like, because you were, like in the '90s, there were hardcore bands that, like, is this a hardcore band? Are <laughs> they a new metal new, band? Like, down, metal? downset, downset, and like sure. uh, Biohazard. Yeah, but even like Earth Crisis, you know, like that was so such a yeah. like so removed from traditional yeah. hardcore that it's like you're clearly taking influence from other. So things. what you're saying is Fred Durst. Fred Durst is the godfather is the of hardcore. Is the godfather of modern <laughs> hardcore. Of big, big room modern hardcore, for sure. I think you're going to get some I'm angry. I'm going to get pummeled? Yeah, you're going to go to a show and they're going to be like, there he is. <laughs> That's the guy that compared us to, to Limp Bizkit. That, that we're living in the shadow of Limp Bizkit. Good thing there are no more shows then. That's yeah. True. What I'm saying is I feel like it, there's, like, there's a, like a style that became imprinted and like whether it was from directly from Limp Bizkit or just the vibe of that that era I, I hear that you. then shifted and became a part of like the modern hardcore that I don't know is, is of, of like 10 years ago yeah that has that like like that attitude about it you know yeah the in your face attitude hot take hot take here's my hot take yes I'm getting a red Yankees fitted 
wearing it backwards? Yeah. Okay. I'm from New York. I can do that. There you go. You have to have your Why did he hat. like, wait a second. He's from Florida. Why did he have a Yankees fit? Was everyone it, like the Yankees? Yeah. Was it a Yankees hat? It was. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Because again, he's trying to bring everyone together. <laughs> yeah. I'm from Florida, but but I like the Why the red? The Yankees colors are blue. I think that, was that around the time when like buying weird alternate colors from lids yeah, of your favorite teams was in definitely. Did he have yeah. many of that hat or was it one? The red crusty was a signature old... one. No, but you, oh. she's saying like, did he have like a like a wardrobe when he full got full of, of a you know, shelf like the, of like, red hats? Like when he got rich, probably, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Here's your new shipment of red hats, Mister <laughs> Durst. Please sign here. Or was it like his one lucky hat? I, if uh-huh. I had to take a guess, it was many hats. He'd probably get a new one delivered to like every venue <laughs> that he could wear. It was, probably, on the, it was on the rider. Well, he had a pre, pre-show pre hat. Then he had the show hat, which then would become discarded because it was so sweaty and gross. So and then he'd have a, a post-show hat. hat. Those things would get so nasty. And then his nighttime hat. Yeah, the, the sleeping, sleeping cap. Well, it was the red fitted, <laughs> but it had like the night stocking cap thing to it. <laughs> that he would sleep in. Yeah. They did some fucking things right. They yeah. nailed they, the Yeah, you the know, shit. I don't know, man. You just, sometimes you hit it. They they mm-hmm. capitalized on the era. And they, they just said, let's throw it all fucking at the wall. And and it stuck because if you throw everything, something it, is. It wasn't, but there wasn't even like, let's see what sticks. It's like, we're putting glue on the wall and we're going to throw everything at the wall. And <laughs> yeah. it's going to stick. <laughs> yeah. Well, my snack recommendation is... The brand Clio that makes mm. popular candy bars into vegan versions. Yeah. Um, I tried a Butterfinger one. What? It was pretty good. Where is this available? You just got to fucking find it. Like, what is you that? mostly see it at like health food stores. They have They're, some at okay. Wegmans, actually. Yeah, we okay. did see some at Wegmans. I tried. I haven't had vegan white chocolate, I think, ever. Same. And they had white. It's the brand. I think it's Clio's. Cleo? Is it Cleo or Cleo? You have to ask it inquisitively. <laughs> I, I think it's Cleo. Uh, white chocolate Reese's. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty good. Damn. My Whoa! only be- my only beef though, uh, like with all other peanut butter cups, is not the peanut butter to chocolate ratio ain't right. With the Reese Reese's, what they did right? No, you is what fifty fifty. No, or? it's more peanut butter than chocolate. Okay, or at least well, like fifty fifty. Mo- so much of these fucking things do mostly chocolate so that, and, and not like a lot a little of peanut butter. Of peanut yeah. butter. yeah, sucks. But the Butterfinger version, Hits. vegan Butterfinger. That's oh good. my god. Yeah, that Butterfinger. Nobody better lay a finger on it. Yes, but they have a Snickers vegan, a vegan, uh, Milky Way. Yeah. Ooh, three muskrats. That's crazy. Three muskrats. It's all the, three muskrats. The cans- no, all the <laughs> that would the, be pretty. Good. That would be pretty good. All the classics. <laughs> they have it at a like no utter. No, what's the place in no. Providence? Like no utter. Yeah, they have them there. Mm. They have them at Wegmans and. Didn't we go there to the store location and it was weird? The, the no like no utter. It's yeah. not weird. Why is it weird? They're they're they have a, an interesting aura about them in yes. general. I feel like all of the people there seem like they're being inhabited by aliens <laughs> and they're not actually human. But that so, doesn't yes, mean that doesn't mean that doesn't mean they're not nice. They're actually nice people. No, they are. But you get a very strange 
Like, you've never quite had an interaction like you've had with the people that work at that place. Again, not bad, just they had, different. like, weird stuff painted on the wall or whatever. They, they had really stuff. cute oh, cats had something in the bathroom. On the t- they had something on the TV. Oh, we were some... watching the... It was, like, a cat show. Yeah, that, it was like a, that, where you just watch like, cats hanging out. But it almost seemed, like, homemade. Like, this was, like... It looked almost like... Is <laughs> like this going to turn it. into, like, a snuff film or something? Like, it was... <laughs> it had a, a, a creepy aura Like, to amateur it. cat videos. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was just cats like f- being filmed from like a hidden camera. Well, it was just, almost like, like when you go to a Loving Hut and they have their own channel. Yeah, the well, lo- Loving yeah. Hut is a cult. <laughs> loving Hut is a straight up a cult, good cult, but I don't a know, vegan maybe. cult. It's good. The all powerful, the, the one woman. good cult in the world. Well, well, we've gone on long enough. Yeah, should I, hope I do this... a real music recommendation? Yeah, why don't, why don't yeah, you do a real? Sure. Re- music it is from this era, actually. Okay. It's a band I discovered just recently for somehow. Not on my radar prior. They're called Memorial Day. Memorial they were a very Day. short-lived emo band in the late '90s. Okay, only recorded five songs. Five songs ever? Yes, it was basically their demo. They recorded 90, 1999 and two thousand. Wow. It was the singer of Turning Point. Okay, with some mm-hmm. other people, and this is something that sort of just floated around like the internet for years. So is this post Turning Point then? Re- yes. Yeah, Reaper Records just released this on vinyl. Reaper actually. did. Yes, wow. as a twelve-inch EP. They did not release it digitally. It's not streaming anywhere. You can only get the record? You can only get the record, but you can find it on YouTube from like all its bootleg releases. If yeah. you just search Memorial Day demo, like mm-hmm. 99, 2000 or whatever, it'll it'll come up. Cool. And it is actually very wow. good. All right. It, it reminds me of like Sunny Day Real Estate. That's cool. That's, That's interesting. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Well, number 50, the big five zero. Mm-hmm. Thanks for taking this ride with us, folks. Keep on rolling, baby. Yeah, keep <laughs> on rolling, baby. Yeah. But uh, keep on coming back straight up. That's how Email us. at gmail.com. Yeah. We really do appreciate you you checking this thing out, doing this with us. It's been mm-hmm. it's been fun. I feel like it's only gotten easier and, and more fun yeah. since we've done it, you know? Well, just in general. You've helped. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the thing. For I guess for the uninitiated, Robin wasn't a part of this until a few episodes in, yeah. so. Now she's you know? a fixture. Yeah, now she's a, an icon. Full time. See? Yeah. Hopefully we can do this for another 50 and, yeah. and see where this takes us. Our one year is coming up. It is. It's true. Well, until next time, I'll see you later. Bye. Play that fucking Bye. track. Oh, that is. Little Biscuit. Uh,